Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Now talk a little bit about the NBA. NBA, top of its season right now. We're coming on the last 20 games of the regular season before we hit playoffs. Some definitely some good teams this year, man. Definitely a lot of good teams this year. Uh, you got Milwaukee at number one, and and the Eastern Conference, Boston, Philadelphia at number three, Cleveland at number four. Number five is the Knicks. Number six is the Nets. And then the Western Conference, you got Denver Nuggets, number one team. You got the Memphis Grizzlies, number two. Sacramento, number three. Number four is Phoenix. Number five is Golden State, and number six is Dallas. With number seven being the Clippers. And then you got. An ultra-talented team in Phoenix right now. Phoenix got a big four. Adding Kevin Durant. That's a deadly threat. You know, you look at, uh, look at the playoff seating for right now in both conferences. I mean, there, there's going to be some competitive games. I think, you know, the first round to me, I don't want to watch the number one team beat the number eight team. Yeah. I, I, I hate that. That, that I... I'm okay with one game, but you got to watch it four in a row. I mean, that team's going to get blown out. All now, every every once in a while, there's a, a surprise. You know, there's a choke artist, but I mean. But it's not that often. No. So, like, I always think the number one and the two seed are pretty awful to watch in the first round. I think the four and the five seed are definitely. And the three and the six are sometimes good, but the four and the five are really the two best teams. I think they are, yeah. So, for me, my favorite matchup right now would be Cleveland and New York. You have Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen versus R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, Tom Thibodeau, and especially you know with the Knicks being a young roster. And I always think when New York, the Knicks are good and the Lakers are good, that basketball is better. I think that that would just be a fun series because Donovan was really supposed to go to the Knicks. He was never supposed to end up in Cleveland. Because the Knicks were trying to make moves to get a hold of Donovan Mitchell. Of course, they made moves to get Jalen Brunson. Which, right now, is how it's looking. They underpaid Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, he got $103 million when they signed him. He should have gotten at least 160 I mean, the, the dude is just balling this year. He's playing lights out. He is definitely a superstar. He was definitely playing behind Luka. You could see the talent and the potential he brings to the table. Julius Randle hasn't missed one game this year. He's played the entire season. So, you know, availability, accountability, I mean, he's there. The only thing I ever doubted about Julius Randle was he uses, he never uses his right hand. If you guard him, like most defenders guard him, they always force him to the right because he never dribbles with his right hand. He doesn't do much dribbling with his right hand. R.J. Barrett's the same way. R.J. Barrett, though, 
That is true. The more and more you actually think about that. Yeah, he never dribbles with his right hand. No. He's always he's always going left. R.J. Barrett, listen, the Knicks would be a lot better if R.J. Barrett was so more consistent. R.J. is terribly inconsistent this season. Like some games he'll, he'll drop 30, and then you won't see him again for five games. He's so wishy-washy. I mean, I think if he can average at least 12 to 15 points against a Cavs team in that series... If Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett, and, uh, not R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle can lead the way, then it's going to be a very competitive series. But I still think Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, I mean, that team is really good this year. They're young, and Donovan is definitely the guy they needed. And it's actually helped him out in the long run. Because, yes, he was on a good team in Utah, but I don't think we seen this much explosiveness out of Donovan. I mean, he dropped 71 points in a game this year. Yeah, that's wild. Like, Damian Lillard just did that, like, this past weekend. I mean, that, that's crazy. Isn't it crazy that these players can drop that many points in a game now? I mean, you wouldn't think about that, but they can drop this many points in a game. He's going to make the Cleveland Cavaliers a top team. Now, they're not going to be better. Now, neither one of them are going to be better than Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee. But Cleveland has beaten Boston out of the three games they played twice. So, I mean, Donovan Mitchell and his boys are playing well this year. In the West, right now it would be Phoenix and Golden State. But I do think Phoenix, with 20 games left, is going to jump over the Sacramento Kings. They might jump the Memphis Grizzlies. They won't jump Denver. No. Because Denver Denver's just too good the way it is. They're 10 games back from Denver. But they might jump Memphis. They're only five games back. They're only yeah, they're only five games back from Memphis. I honestly see Phoenix and Golden State jumping. Curry needs to come back for Golden State to jump. Jordan Poole's definitely been playing well. Clay's played a lot better this season. They were in they were so inconsistent for a while. Win lose, win lose, win lose. They're finally on a right path right now where they're starting to win again. It's working out for them. But I think the most surprising team this year would be the Sacramento Kings. I mean, they're 6-4 in their last 10 games. Yeah. What, the Warriors? Yeah. They're 26-7 and seven at home, and they're 7-23 and 23 on the road. I know. So at home, every time they play at home, they're a lot better. Yeah. But they can't play on the road. They're just they're horrible on the road. They're 5-7 and seven in their division this year. Like, they're just not good on the road. But they, like you said, they are 6-4 and four in, their last, in their last 10 games. A lot of these teams are about even... Most of them, they're, they're pretty much neck and neck. If you look at it right now, who would be your pick in the finals? Like who, what teams are going for you? I think in the Eastern Conference, I think it's going to end up being the Cavs, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers. I think the top four will still be there. And the Western Conference is so up and down. I think Phoenix is going to go. Phoenix will end up there. You think they'll make it to the finals? Against, yeah. Against two? I don't know. That's hard to say right now. You got one? No, I'm still thinking. Still thinking you want me to go? Yeah. Okay, well, see, I've thought about this a little bit and took it my time. Milwaukee's a good team. Giannis has played a good season. Drew Holiday's definitely a good defensive player. Uh, Chris Middleton has not shown up all season. Yes, that could be because of injury, but I think that Chris, if Chris Middleton doesn't show up, they're not going anywhere. I don't think it's going to be Milwaukee. I think it's going to be Boston. 
I would, and so then Philadelphia, so then I'll jump Philadelphia. They got Tyrese Maxey, they got P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. They got, they got a great lineup, and they got Doc Rivers as the head coach. The yeah. problem is, is that James Harden has to play at an MVP caliber level to be able to put this team over the top. Like, yes, Tyrese Maxey is consistent enough where I think he could score probably 15 points a game. But Harden goes from scoring 28 a game to, like, 17 a game. And the problem is Boston Boston is so deep. They are so deep. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are playing like superstars. Got Robert Williams. Got Al Horford. Got Market. Got the defending defending depoy of the year. And Marcus Smart. So, I mean, they're a very deep roster. And so it's going to be hard for a Philadelphia to pull out of that. And it'll be hard for a Milwaukee. Now, I think Milwaukee could be a big threat to Boston. Because I've been saying this. If Chris Middleton plays in that series last year, Milwaukee took Boston to a Game 7. If he plays in that Game 7, there's a chance that Milwaukee's in the finals last year. Yeah. Because Chris Middleton, I don't care what people say, he he might not be the most recognized second best player, like second best player on a team, but the guy puts up 20, 20 to 28 points a game at his best. And he's one of their best three-point shooters. He's just one of their best shooters in general. Like He does all the things that Giannis doesn't really do very well at. Like Giannis doesn't do well from the perimeter at all. Giannis is a drive, drive to the bucket every time. Get the rebounds. Be physical. That's what Giannis is good at. And so when they played the finals two years ago against Phoenix, what was Phoenix good at? Phoenix is very good from the perimeter. But Phoenix was not good in the interior. And that's what Giannis took away from. And Chris Middleton was great from the perimeter. So if Chris Middleton's playing at a high level, like I said, they'll be a contending team. But Boston is clearly, to me right now, going to be the one in the NBA Finals this year. In the Western Conference, it's a little different. It's a little jumpy here. Now, we do have 20 games left. Is it enough time for Kevin Durant to get the chemistry with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton? Only time will tell. Kevin Durant is not going to be the guy that comes into that organization and takes over the team. He's going to play his role, and his best role is always being the sporting cast. Like Kevin Durant is the easiest superstar to play with. How many years do you think, like average 20 field goals a game, how many years do you think he's done that? Out of all of the years he's played, he's done it. He's done it three, three. Three. He's done it three times. He's averaged fifteen field goals a game, all those other years. He's averaged twenty shots. So twenty shots per game, he averaged three years, and the rest of his years he's averaged fifteen. He played the Hornets the other night, and he only put he shot fifteen times and scored twenty three points. I mean, Kevin Durant is just a lethal scorer. He's one of the best scorers in the game. So he's going to play what he he's going to do what he has to do, and in a way, I think he submits himself to playing at a superstar level less to make his team better. Like Devin Booker shot twenty six times the other night, but that's because he could because Kevin Durant opened the floor. And so for Phoenix, if they get that chemistry together, yes, they can make it. They'll definitely be a contender. I think that Denver is a superior team right now. Their chemistry flows well. Jokic has a chance to win his third MVP in a row. You have Michael Porter Jr., who's been playing like a superstar this year. Jamal Murray, who's finally getting back from injury. 
Contavious Caldwell-Pope having a great three-point three point percentage. He's actually has one of the highest three-point percentages in the league this year. And so they, they are a deep roster. So Denver could be a good matchup for Phoenix. Yeah. My problem with Memphis is John Morant is a superstar. There's some of the sporting cast is good. I don't think they are big enough to be a team like Denver. One or two games, yes. They definitely could make it some noise and make some impact. Overall, all around, I don't think they could beat them in four games straight. Sacramento, they are definitely they are one of my favorite teams because they are so team versatile. Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox don't have to really be superstars. They're so focused around just the entire team play. That's what makes them successful. If they have to play, for example, if they have to play Dallas or Kawhi in the first round, I don't think they can beat them. I don't know if they can beat a Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Kawhi Leonard three times in a row. I think the most interesting matchup would be if the Phoenix got a hold of the third spot in the last 20 games and the Clippers got a hold of the sixth seed. That could be really interesting for me. That would be a good game. That would be a good four series because I'm wondering if the chemistry between you know, the Phoenix Suns could really uplift them over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That, that's, a, that's a hope and a prayer, but it might be able to. It really might. There's 20 games left. I mean, I've seen... But they, might, they actually might catch, in my opinion, they might catch the Phoenix Suns on surprise. Because if Russell Westbrook can play, listen, Russell Westbrook doesn't have to do a whole bunch. If he can score 15 points a game and dish out a bunch of assists, that's going to be well enough for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. For me, I think it's time for Kawhi Leonard if he wants to reinstate himself again. Like, you notice that Kawhi does this. Kawhi is really good, like he was in San Antonio. He played great in the finals. And then they kind of faded away for a while. Then the one season, he played great, was up 25 points on the Warriors, and then got hurt, and then he was done. And then goes to Toronto and wins the championship. I mean, just plays some great basketball and reestablished himself as you know, one of the top three players in the world, and then goes to L.A. with Paul George. He's been injured, sits out a lot. I think he's lost that title where he's, you know, we don't know if he can win anymore. But I'll tell you what, why I love watching Kawhi Leonard so much. He's a killer, man. Kawhi is definitely one of those guys that'll take, he'll take the last shot. Oh, yeah. If Kawhi Leonard played every game, or like played consistently a lot more than he does, he would definitely be one of the top players in the world. And he'd probably be one of the players that you remember. Because Kawhi... I was watching the Denver game when they played Denver okay. last week. Him and Jokic, like Jokic was just putting up numbers. Michael Porter Jr. where they were answering the bell. And all of a, you know, all of a sudden you're just watching the game. And the Clippers are behind and they're trailing big time. And then they're slowly climbing back in the game. Paul George is not playing good at all. He's, he's playing awful all night. Then you have Russell Westbrook who, he, he played well, but there was a bad foul on this and that. And then he didn't play much more of the game after that. Kawhi just magically, man, he just, you know, making a shot here and there, making a shot here and there. And then it finally gets this point where in the fourth quarter, in the like, last two minutes of the game, they're going at each other. Like, it's just Jokic and Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah, Jokic is going down on one side, and Kawhi's doing fadeaways, and he's closing the game. And I'm thinking, this dude is actually going to do it. He's going to close this game. 
And then, well, Kawhi makes a great defensive play on Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray hucks the ball up from half court. They get the rebound. Goes back out to Jamal Murray. He passes to the right, hits to Michael Porter. Michael Porter pretty much, it looked like he was going to close the game. And then the Clippers tied and went to overtime. You know, Kawhi kind of faded away from there. They didn't win that game. But, I mean, he just looks like a killer, man. So if it, so back to my point, if they can catch him on a lucky break, they might be able to take him four games. But I think overall, if the Clippers can play well, it would be the Clippers. But I think the Denver Nuggets are going to make it to the, play, to the NBA championship. I would love to see a NBA Finals in Denver. I really would. I'd yeah. like to see because they might they have a chance to grab home court advantage for that game. They got to get a better record than Boston, but they might be able to grab a home court advantage. I don't know. I'm thinking Boston's going to the Eastern Conference. Boston's going to take it. Jason Tatum just looks like a superstar, man. That whole team is phenomenal, though. They really are. Oh yeah, definitely, man. You know, we're getting to that point of the season where it's time to start talking about who's going to win the MVP. You got Jokic, who's just my god, man. I mean, if he wins his third MVP in a row, I mean, what what else can you say at this point about this guy? The only yeah. thing the only thing that's going to kill him is if he wins his third one and he doesn't win a championship, it's going to be like, "Come on, man." You know what I mean? You you've definitely made this haul to win it. Okay, I'll read I'll read the stats, right? For some of these guys. Jokic is averaging 24.8 points per game on 11.7 rebounds and 10 point uh, and no, 10 assists. He's averaging a triple double this season. On 39% uh shooting from three point range. Joel Embiid is averaging 33 points a game, 10.4 rebounds and 4.1 assists on 53% shooting from the field. Then it's Giannis. Giannis is averaging 31.3 points per game on 12 rebounds and 5.4 assists. And 53% shooting from the field and three-point range, 27%. Luka Donich is actually the fourth place right now. He's averaging 33.1 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, and 8.1 assists per game. Then Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is averaging 30.1 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game. 46% from field goal range and 35% from three. Out of the top five there, who would be my favorite, I guess? Man, I don't know. I love I love Giannis, man. I just like the physical play of his of his game. But it, it's gonna be it's gonna be Jokic. I mean, dude, the dude can barely jump up on the sidewalk. Yeah. Let alone he has no athletic ability at all. But he just outthinks the game. He reminds me of a uh, a center version of Larry Bird, pretty much. Yep. He pretty much can just do things by thinking out the game very well. It's made him successful. I mean, you know, maybe Denver surprised us this year. Maybe they'll make it. Who do you think your MVP is? You know, it's you know, a lot of people say Joel Embiid. I mean, he's played, he's had a great season. Some people say Jason Tatum. I would say Jason Tatum, but you got Luca too. It's, I mean, you got Luca there too. Luca, Luca is people don't. Realize how experienced the stats with the stats you almost got to agree with you. With Jokic, yeah, he's averaging a triple double. He's been doing it like the last three years. He can't walk away from it, and he's got the best record in the West. Only three people, three players in NBA history have ever done that. 
won three years in a row. Mm-hmm. It was Larry Bird, Will Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Yeah, not even Michael Jordan did that. No. But if you don't want a title in the next two years at least, it's called killing. They got the team to win a title. Here's the problem. With Boston making the NBA Finals last year and then losing the way they did to Golden State, I feel like they're really hungry to win right now. And I don't know if Denver's going to have the same fire that Boston's going to have. Especially if Boston gets home court advantage. If they get home court advantage against Denver, that's going to be bad. Boston's going to have all the success in home court. Hands down. They, in Boston the, will take it. In the TD Garden, man, they're, they are just so deadly. They are so deadly at home. I'm telling you now, the East, Eastern Conference is going to be it, it, It's deadly. It's going to be a good playoff run. <laughs> it's going to be a good playoff run, man. It really is. It's going to be fun. It is. 20 games left. I think it's going to be... The playoffs are my favorite. That, that's with any sport, too. The playoffs Wait, everybody, are all, loves play- everybody loves the playoffs. Can I mention this something before we leave this off? The MLB playoffs are not my favorite because it's right in the middle of football season. No, that's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I mean, that, that bothers me so bad. By the way, why... Why are they playing 80 more games than the NBA? What are we watching? What are we playing 162 games a year yeah. for? Do they really think they're getting 162 games of viewership from everybody? That's Everybody, it. Everybody's watching 162 games? And then you have games on Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Oh, yeah, by the way, did you hear they cut down the, uh, they cut down the game times this year? So yeah. it was like three hours, and now it's like two and a half hours. I now. did. I read something about that. Yeah, that's because they cut the oh, what was it? They cut shifts this year. There's no more shifting in baseball. It's going to be great because it's going to make it a lot more offensive power this year. They yeah. take away. They take away that shift. There's going to be definitely a lot more runs this year, which would be definitely it would be good for baseball because let's be honest, Matt. You sit down to watch a baseball game. It's hard to sit and watch a baseball game. It, it takes, really is. Unless you're actually at a baseball game. If you're but, at it live all, all day, I can sit there for – I can watch doubleheader. But to sit there and watch it on my couch, it, it's rough. But if, you, if you're if you going to tune into a good matchup, right, you normally start at the seventh, seventh inning. Yeah. Because the seventh through ninth inning are the best times to watch. Always. I mean, it takes like 40 minutes to an hour just to get through three innings. Yep. Did you ever know? Did you watch any baseball games last year? Few, few Reds games. You ever notice how like they pitch the ball, and then you gotta wait like a whole minute and thirty seconds before we're gonna pitch the next ball? Yeah. Like I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it, this is taking so much time to do this. Well, Matt, this was fun, man. Definitely, a, definitely a little different week, a little MLB in it, NBA action. No football talk at all, yeah. No football talk? No West Virginia basketball talk this week? We just don't need to talk about that at all for a while. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in to TCAM Sports Podcast, and thank you for tuning in to the Saturday's Sports Talk with Matt DeLong. We will be on here next Saturday. I hope you all have a good weekend. See you guys later.